And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Every day is a holiday. Oh, yeah. I wish it was for real. Of course, we got Anna Hummel here. Yes, you do. And the one and only Nipple Ryan. What up, Ryan? Uh, I went to uh, to check this nipple situation out for myself. Yeah? You guys are over-exaggerators. No, we're not. No, we're not. It's worse than you thought. No, dude. It's really not. You're full nippy. I feel like I owe you money. Yeah? I mean, I'll Still take it. a couple it. dollars. Seriously, dude. I want to... I want to... If you're wearing a, a garter or a G-string, I got some ones on me. Party uniform? I like it. Phone lines are open for you. 727-579-1025-800-771-1025. Why? Because... Rhett Matthews here from the Can of Fire podcast. Every Monday night, 10 o'clock, you can put it down in your phone, set your reminders, a calendar, tell your mom about it, see if she'll call you. Sweetheart, it's time. Um, it's time for our buck break where we talk Buccaneer football. Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. I'm uh, slowly but surely getting over yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, uh, you, you, you've... Uh, yeah, you didn't step off the ledge. You walk back inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I realized maybe a few hours after the game that all is not lost, and uh, it was only week one. I mean, I was I was disgusted at a lot of things with the game, and let's let's uh, let's let's open it up the right way. So, yesterday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers opened the 2019 season against the 49ers of San Francisco whose GM is John Lynch. It really hurt my heart seeing him on the San Fran sideline in his suit. I didn't like it. But the line, I believe, was the Bucks were favored by one, I believe, the yeah. Vegas line. So it was pretty much a pick em. I really liked our chances going into this game. I guess I felt better about this game than I should have been. Um, I really liked our chances coming into it, like you said. Uh, the consensus with me was like, all right, this is a 49ers team that we should beat. Yeah. And as the game got closer, like you said, I think the Bucks were only favored by a point or two. So it was kind of a toss-up, but it genuinely felt like a game we shouldn't have lost. I mean, through the whole game, even with all the mistakes that were made, and and uh, and, and you know some some bad, there was a lot of lot of bad officiating, and it was uh, on both sides, and some some suspect blocking. You know, I, I thought our tackles had a little bit of a rough day. Through all of that, it was set up at the end for us still to win. Two minutes left, down by six. We got the ball at the 25-yard line. Let's make it happen. This is the storyline right now that uh, is the only thing people are talking about from this game. People could care less about DeMar Dotson costing us 12 points with two holding calls. Well, they were, Well, I thought one of the calls was phantom. One of them was rubbish. And the other one was, it was so ticky-tacky. The second one was still bad. It was really bad. Bucks were denied points, but people don't want to talk about that. They right. want to talk about Jameis Winston and his three-interception game. Uh, dude, it's week one. It's year five. Mm-hmm. 
but I get on social media, I get on Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, and everybody is jumping ship already. Sounds to me like you're having almost a meltdown about it. Maybe. In three, two, one. Holy sh! It's time for another Johnny B meltdown. Go ahead, let him have it, Rhett. Listen, I might be a brave man for wearing my Jameis Winston jersey into the studio tonight. No, you're doing it with no undershirt. That's super brave. Yeah, I know. All the chest hair is popping out. You're nipple Jameis right now. I don't like it. Yeah. Listen, it's week one of the season. There are people all over my timeline burning their jerseys, throwing stuff away. I'm pretty sure I saw a video of a guy on Twitter wiping his ass with his Jameis jersey. pretty gross. Listen, unless you're... Doing anything with your unmentionables with your Jameis jersey, just send it to me, dude. If you want to burn it, if you want to get rid of it, throw it out, leave it on the curb, just cannonfirepodcast at gmail.com. Hit me up, let me know, because I'm a little broke and I feel you. merchandise is hard. This is my only jersey that fits me, too. So if he sucks this year, it's really going to be a bummer. I gotcha. Yeah. I I, th- I think week one is, uh, and I think Ryan said this on Twitter, actually, it's the, it's the biggest overreaction week yes. of any sport. Oh, there yeah. Is. Absolutely. And you're right. Yeah. And the fact is, 16 teams are going to be 0-1 after tonight. Mm-hmm. So calm the F down. Um, as I'm looking at my phone that has the, uh, the game on right now off to the side here, the Saints are up by three points against the Texans. Texans pull this off. Everybody in our division's 0-1. It's pretty much a wash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't want to seem like the eternal optimist when it comes to this team, but... If you're a real fan, you don't give up hope after game one. Now, I know we're beaten down for, you know, 11 years of this without a, you know, I guess you could say 9-7 and seven's winning record, 10-6 and six in 2010. But without a playoff appearance, you're talking 11, 12 years. We're, we, you know, we're tired. We're beat down. You know, we're beshoveled. We just want, we want something happy. Yeah, people, people want to win, and I don't blame them. I feel the same way. We're all tired of losing. Yeah, but we also got to look. Let's look at Jameis Winston again. Like I said, the only thing people are talking about because people are already saying we need to draft Tua or Justin Herbert next year. We need to plan for those guys, uh, and that's not what BA was brought here to do. Could you imagine if Bruce Arians, a guy who came out of retirement, and not made a promise, but made a damn clear effort to fix Jameis Winston. Just gave up after one week. That was it. He's like, all right, well, he goes into his press conference and he's like, yeah, that was a, an S show. So we should right. go ahead and start planning for the draft and let's just wash the rest of the season. Dude, I mean, there's 15 games left to be played. Jameis is the type of guy where he's very talented. We've seen it before, but he needs to get consistently good. Of course. And he's only had... Bruce Arians, a quarterback whisperer, since February. He's only really worked with them since OTAs. Right. Let me read a stat out here. Let me read a few stats out here that may just open some eyes. Let's do it. A lot of people may or may not know Bruce Arians was the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator uh, for Peyton Manning from his rookie year up to his, I think, fourth year, fifth year. He was Ben Roethlisberger's uh, offensive coordinator. He worked with um, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. Really turned Carson Palmer's career around and almost got him the MVP. Cam Newton beat him by a few points. Well, and think about it as well. That Carson Palmer year, it took him like seven or eight games to really figure out what he was doing. Well, it took him about three years of Peyton Manning. So let me read you some stats. I have Peyton Manning's first four years, Jameis Winston's first four years. Here's total yardage. Peyton Manning, 14,311 yards. 
Jameis Winston, 14,628 yards. TDs, Peyton Manning, 98 touchdowns. Jameis Winston, 88 touchdowns. 10 touchdown differential. Interceptions, Peyton Manning, 67. Jameis Winston, 58. Nine more for Peyton Manning. Completion percentage, 61% for Manning, 61% for Jameis Winston. QB rating, you're going to love this, 86.7 for Manning, 87.8, almost identical for Jameis Winston. Win-loss record, check this one out. Peyton Manning, 22-32, first four years. Jameis Winston, 21-33, almost exactly. The same. This is over 55 games for Manning, 56 games for Winston. There's uh, people out there that'll actually, and I've seen this argument too, that they'll say the Bucks have trailed so often in the in his first four years that a lot of that's those quote unquote garbage time right. stats. Well, and so, that's that's yeah. the thing I wanted to kind of say. Is you don't James, think you don't think the Colts didn't suck when Peyton Manning started with them? Oh, I, oh, I don't yeah. believe you 100. Yeah. They did. They did. Yeah. No, but with Jameis, I mean, at the end of the day. He can throw up all of these great stats, and it's fantastic. And I'm a Winston defender. I'm still Team Winston. Like I said, I got the jersey on, man. I just know. I but know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. He can throw these stats up, but it doesn't equate to winning games. And that is unfortunately what can tarnish an image of a guy who has all the talent in the world. But right. when it matters the most, he has not been able to take advantage of it. And we saw it Sunday against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I like Jameis. I've defended this guy for years. Yeah. I'm not giving up on him yet, but I'm done defending him because week one against the 49ers was inexcusable. I it gave was him, not a good performance. I said before the season started, he has this season for me. Yeah. And he either makes or breaks. You know, he's had, he's had a few years, but... You know, and I've made all the excuses that he's had some of the worst defenses in the NFL history, giving up leads that he gets in the fourth quarter, things like that. And you, you look at guys like Archie Manning. You want to talk about a Manning? That's a guy that people consider one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Never won ever because he played for the lowly Saints in the 70s and early 80s. So he just played on a team that sucked out loud. Before they complained about every penalty thrown in a game. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that, Rhett. Because I have a meltdown, too. In three, two, one. Holy sh! It's time for another Johnny B meltdown. Now, one of the one of the football fans that I hate the most are the people that always blame the officiating. You always see fans of bad franchises pointing at the officials every time their team loses. Oh, this call was bad. This call was bad. Normally, everybody gets it about equally. Sometimes the ball will go your way. Sometimes it won't. And it kind of happened that way yesterday, too. The Bucks got screwed over, and the 49ers got screwed over. But who really got screwed over was everybody for, for both fan bases that had to watch that S show that was the officiating. The worst I've ever seen. To the point where they go for it on third and one. They throw a flag, pick up the flag, and say, there's no penalty. The referees weren't ready yet. And I go, okay, so I guess they're going to run the play over. Then they go, nah, let's just give them the first down. What? What the hell is that? That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life, right? So that happens. There was... Phantom calls left and right. 
I think there was a total of five touchdowns called back from penalties on both sides. 30 points. Yeah, man. There was uh, some of the most ticky-tacky calls I've ever seen. And then that final, with with 50-something seconds left, when you got Mike Evans one-on-one with Sherman, and Sherman is all but molesting him on live TV. I zoomed in on it. I'm pretty sure I saw Sherman's penis. It was that bad. It was an obvious pass interference. Rondé Barber's doing the broadcast. He said, yeah, that's a pass interference. They go to the guy, the, the guy in L.A. What do you think? Yeah, that's a pass interference. They review it. They say, nah, call on the field stands. It was ridiculous, man. Yeah. It was ridiculous. The whole thing was bad, and I, and I hope they fix it. I hope they fix some of the officiating. I, mean, I know week one's normally the worst week for officiating, but that was doo-doo, man. No, and it's it's such a weird time in the NFL because it's the 100th season, and I think the common theme that a lot of people see with the NFL is the league is getting softer, and they are trying to put rules around things that there just shouldn't be rules around. You shouldn't have to land on top of a quarterback a certain way to not get flagged. You know what I mean? I miss the days where quarterbacks were hunted like wild animals, and your job was to, to bust that ass. You know what I mean? Like, you look, I never heard Joe Theismann say, Lawrence Taylor hit me dirty. He said, Lawrence Taylor ruined my, he ended my career, but he busted that ass. There used right. to be, the NFL used to have films that they would sell, DVDs that they would sell, VHS tapes called uh, The Hit Parade. Yeah. And Crash Course. Oh, yeah. Where it was all about busting that ass. John Lynch was a legend. Steve Atwater was a legend. Night Train Lane clothesline and bitches and they were rewarded for it they were honored for it now now crackback blocks are banned oh my god dude that was my favorite when i that played football that was a sad day in the nfl i remember when i played football in high school the first time i took yeah. a crackback hit pretty sure i got launched good three feet in the air oh yeah man landed on my back and it felt like i had just done a line of what the good stuff hell yeah, yeah. Nice. our o-line coach that that got you a sticker on your helmet if you Pull back and lay the bitch out on a crackback. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You're getting rewarded for it. So it was bad. It was bad. I I really I was disappointed at, at how the Quan Alexander homecoming went down. I'm kind of torn on that one. I I do think he used his head and he shouldn't have. I, I think Quan is a type of guy. It's hard for me to like feel sympathy towards him. I'm I'm still kind of mad about it. Yeah. Um. Because Quan is a guy we've seen it time and time again. He plays out of emotion. Yeah. And there's no one that can tell me any different that in that moment he wasn't playing out of anger. Right. And I'll say this. What really drove it home for me and what kind of oh, it hurt my heart a little bit, Johnny, was when he got up and Ali Marpet and Mike Evans were on his ass. Yeah. Shoving him and yelling back and forth. That was weird to see. It was. But you know what? It's about team and I kind of liked it. No, I, I did too. Get you a friend like Mike Evans, man. Oh, yeah, I got plenty of Mike Evans' uh, kind of friends. My first thought was, who wins that fight? I think Mike Evans whips that ass. Dude, I think Mike Evans can handle pretty much anybody. Maybe like 85% of the league, yeah. Yeah, he, he looks like a dude that can hang. You know, he's tall. He, he's a, I don't know, tattoos shouldn't intimidate people, but they do. <laughs> Not I, yours. I, I will punch you straight <laughs> in your face, Anna. By the I, way, I, I was uh, we were comparing Peyton and, and Jameis earlier. I'm looking at their records, their first uh, the same amount of time. Yeah. Peyton Manning only had two losing seasons in his entire career. After he turned it around. His first season they were three and thirteen. His second season they were thirteen and three. Then then they were ten and six. Then they were six and ten. So two of his first four seasons 
He had losing records. Never had a losing record again. Yeah. So, it, but it took Bruce Arians thirty games yeah. to turn him around. He also had Hall of Fame players around him too. He also has. Yeah. Uh, Edgerin, Marvin Harrison. Genetics. Yeah. Mad genetics. Sure. James, I don't think Jameis Winston's dad played professional no. football. I'm not going to go out on a limb here and say anyone other than uh, Mike Evans on the Bucks offense is Hall of Fame bound right now, especially because on Sunday they looked like hot doo-doo. Um, but you also look at the weapons that Jameis has. When O.J. Howard plays well, which yep. he didn't, but when he does, he's a top five tight end in the league. Dude. By the way, for everybody listening on the Cannon Fire podcast, you're wondering what all the hip-hop in the background is. On Monday nights, every other Monday, it's Mixtape Monday on the Johnny B Show. So you're hearing live DJ while we talk about the Bucks from uh, the best DJ in Tampa, DJ Don Pablo. Who else does this? Uh, I don't know, dude. They, they haven't told me to stop, so I just keep doing my thing. You know, I, I try to keep it popping, keep it loose, keep it different. I like it. Oh, yeah. The vibe's good for me. Now, let's talk about the positives from yesterday. We yep. talked about the negatives, the officiating. Jameis had a really bad day, maybe his worst day as a pro. Um, the offensive line was suspect at times. I thought um, I thought Donovan, uh, he, he got his ankles broke a few times. Donovan looked bad. DeMar Dotson looked really, really just, bad. He looks his age. He, and that's what it is. We, yeah. we talked about on the show coming into the season, like his longevity is what you worry about because he's been here forever. Yeah. And um, we just saw him crumble against San Francisco. We saw it a little bit in the preseason. He got manhandled. But he proved to me on Sunday that he is a little bit of a liability. But good news with that offensive line. Bucks waved Caleb Beninock today. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Celebrate good time. Bye-bye. Yeah, that should have happened a year ago. That guy yeah. sucks out loud. Uh, I hope that maybe when I go into a Wawa and order a sandwich, he makes it for me next time I go in there. So I'll be like, what up, CB? Put some extra mayo on it for daddy. Um, so the positives. I was very impressed with what Todd Bowles did with the defense. I like the, 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 the game he called. I like the aggressive nature of it. I love Jordan Whitehead. Leading the team in tackles. He was everywhere. He had the first sack of the year, but he got taken away by a penalty. Saw that. Shaq Barrett had the only sack for the Bucks, but, man, was it a beauty. Oh, yeah. Um, but you look at the stat sheet, little over 250 yards total for the 49ers. Yeah. It, it, and don't get me wrong. The 49ers are a team that I still feel we should have beaten, but Kyle Shanahan is a pretty good offensive-minded coach. Of course. So he had some offensive looks that you really don't see with a lot of teams. You see a lot of pre-snap formation. Uh, you see a lot of the, like, PA rollout. Like, they right. rolled out Jimmy G a lot. Yeah. Um, and they got us on the halfback counter a few times. But Buck sniffed it out and did their job. There's really not any complaints anywhere. I mean, I think if you look at uh, after – Tonight's games, if you look at the stats, if you look at the rankings, yeah, we got to be up there for week one. 2.2 yards is what they average rushing. That that right there will get your defense ranked very, very high. 250 yards a game, we're the number one defense in the league if that average goes on. Oh, yeah. And Thursday night, it's a short week. They play the Carolina Panthers, but that is going to determine uh, what kind of defense this is and if it's the real deal because we're dealing with Christian McCaffrey. He yeah. is the best dual threat running back in the league. Right now, so, I agree, yeah. If they can shut him down, Cam Newton might just throw four interceptions again. Who knows? Uh, the other the other bright spot, uh, Matt Gay. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he looked great. There wasn't even – they were right down the middle. Oh, yeah. Extra it point. wasn't even, it wasn't even yeah. a thought. Yeah, he's it wasn't great. wasn't even a thought. Now, Ryan. Yes, sir. On Friday, we made some predictions on how the game would go. Yes, we did. And we got to get you involved this Friday – Either a call in or text or something. What oh, you we can tweet it in. Or tweet it in. Yeah. Fine. yeah, man. What we do is everybody on the show we uh, we predict the score, 
and then we predict what the what the MVP will be, who the MVP will be. So will it be Wednesday night this week as a Thursday game? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. Perfect. So what were the results, Ryan Adams? All right, Johnny B., you had Bucks winning 31-17. Oh, <laughs> my God. Flip the script. Yeah. If yeah. those wow. two interceptions were were thrown to our guys, I win. Yeah. God damn uh, it. You said your MVP would be Jameis. Wow. You oh, also man. said uh, <laughs> Gay would hit a 58-yard field goal. If you add two of the extra points together, it's of close. Course. Yeah. Uh, I said Bucks win 21-13 with Vita Vea having a great game. Um, Anna <gasps> said Niners 17-12, so she got the victory right. Jerk. Wanna You're know. welcome. Wanna I know, know things about sports. Who was her, who her MVP? Garoppolo. Yeah, she said Garoppolo. Nah. Uh, He's so sexy. He didn't really have that great of a game. No, he really didn't. Their defense. Who cares? Yeah. Look at one his thing, face. Oh, one thing that killed me, though, is he scrambled his pretty face for like a 15-yard first down. That really got to me. Yeah, I didn't like that either. We I, was got, like, I was like, we, we needed to get one of our players ejected right then. Uh, Will said Bucks 17-14 uh, with uh, Gabe being his MVP. Uh, then we had John J. Murray in. He said 14-7 bucks. And uh, Brad Gilmore said uh, 74 to 20,000 uh, yeah, bucks. He knows nothing about football. So I win. What do I get now? Oh, I got you something right. I got you right. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, no, that's, what I, like that's what I thought. That's what, I, yeah. that's what you get me every time. You're number so, one. On. I bet you're feeling pretty smug right about now, aren't I, you? I do. Yeah? Yeah. Shirt face. Yep. All right, so Wednesday night we'll uh, we'll uh, you should call in Wednesday if you can't come in. That'd and, be cool, uh, man. Yeah, call in that way you could you could uh, we'll do a, a the prediction segment with you. We'll do it. In, uh, we always do it in the last part of the show, so it'll be like ten thirty. I'm not eleven thirty. I apologize. Okay. So we'll do our predictions and kind of set up the game. Um, it's I think it's a must win game. Yeah. It, it- it's hard. It? Yes. I mean, it, it. listen, you talk about the possibility of the Bucks. This isn't a bad Panthers team. They barely lost to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about the possibility of them losing this game. They go 0-2. They've got the Giants after that at home. If you lose that game, no offense, Don Pablo, but if you lose to the Giants in Tampa, uh-huh. I might throw my hands up in you, the air. Well, like you it, just don't care? Yes. Like, like he, there's no remorse for doing so. Because then you got huh, the Rams in L.A., oh, yeah. the Saints in, in oh, New yeah. Orleans, and then I believe we go to England for the, for the Panthers oh, again, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Hey, yeah, it's uh, bad. So the uh, first Monday night football game is over. The uh, Houston Texans took the lead 28-27 with 37 seconds left. Shut up. No, he did not. And we all know. God damn it, Drew if Brees. If you give Drew Brees oh, on, time. Dude. No way. They took it down the field. The Saints win 30-28 to with a last second 58-yard field goal by Will Lutz. And the Saints are the only team in our division with a win. The Saints are the only team in our division that's actually really good. That really chaps my ass. What? Honestly, though, I hate the Saints because they're in our division. They got screwed two years in a row. They should have been in a Super Bowl two years in a row. Their fans still piss me off. Oh, yeah. I hate going to that like stadium. The, I think the Panthers are maybe our biggest rival in the division, but the Saints have the most annoying fans in the division. Yep, I agree totally. Uh, Rhett Matthew, thank you so much once again, buddy. I oh, love, yeah. I love doing this with you. Uh, check out the Cannon Fire podcast on every podcast platform, including YouTube. Uh, also, check out Rhett on Instagram. Uh, he is Rheticus. 
And, of course, Can of Fire Pod on Instagram. Can of Fire Pod on Twitter. You damn know it. what? I actually I made know. the executive decision. I'm just going to change all Please of them do. to Can and Fire Pod. God damn it. Yeah. All right, do that. Just for you, Johnny. All right, Ian. And, and thanks uh, thanks for tuning in there, uh, Can and Fire Pod fans. And make sure you listen to Johnny B Show the other four nights of the week, too, you jerks. Uh, all right, buddy. We'll talk to you Wednesday night. Uh, we will take a break. When we come back from this here break, we got some special guests in studio with DJ Don Pablo. Uh, it's about to get super funky up in this bitch, right, Pablo? It's going to be crazy. Oh! Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.